0: Welcome to Chatterbox Hub Podcast. We aim to be your go-to resource for insights, advice, and engagement with all things audio and not only. I'm your host, Yulia Stancheva. In this podcast episode, we continue to explore the most frequently asked questions by clients when it comes to recording voiceovers. This time around, our main focus is on the technical side of the recordings, which brings into the spotlight our tech-savvy guest. Mikos Nanazi, who is the Head of Sound at Alchemy Post Studios. Whether it's for dubbing and lip-syncing or straight wild reads, from the right video file formats and scripts to remote recordings, studio etiquette and files delivery, we have put everything you need to know to make your life easy when it comes to recording your voiceover project from start to finish. But first things first it's time to debunk some myths about the long-standing strife home studios versus professional sound recording studios. And certainly Mikush is the right person for that. The debate about the professional audio recording studios versus home studio is ongoing. I think that they can complement each other perfectly.
1: Yeah, you're right. They can complement each other. When booking a voice who has a home studio, I think it's good to know and to check in with a professional studio to know if they've used them beforehand. Yeah. There are some people who will say that they have home studios, but sometimes it's not up to scratch and everyone nowadays can have a home studio, but there's a big difference between kind of just shoving a mic somewhere <laughs> and then going for it or kind of acoustically treating the room, yeah. which as I've mentioned to loads of people before is the number one thing to get right first of all. So I think you can use them and they do work and especially if it's a sort of session where no one the client doesn't need to attend and it can just be recorded and then sent to us to listen to before sending off to the client. I think that works as well. Sometimes it's a bit trickier if it's something to picture um, and that can be a bit more challenging in a home studio when it's just the voice on their own. But there are plenty of of home studios who do it, but it's a lot more difficult um, for like dubbing and stuff like that. And it's just easier just to do it in the studio with an engineer.
0: It's difficult for also a voice actor to be both a sound engineer and a voice actor.
1: Yeah, we can actually remotely link up with a home studio. That way you kind of get the best of both worlds in a way.
0: Yeah, especially for voice actors who are based abroad. Oh, yeah. And the client cannot bring them into your London studio. So you can link up with them from their home studio, but the files will still be recorded, edited and mastered at your professional studio. Exactly,
1: yeah. Yeah, so so that is another option as well. There's sometimes a bit of a delay by doing that, just because of reasons unknown to me, but to do with like... Um, compression and stuff. This is probably boring. You don't want to hear that. Anyway, but uh, yeah. so, So there can be a bit of a delay. So that can be a bit challenging sometimes. But other than that, yeah, it works perfectly fine.
0: When there is a video that needs to be synced with the voiceover recording, clients not always send the right video files. I know that from my personal experience, sometimes they send a link to a Vimeo or YouTube video rather than the video file itself. So what does the sound engineer need from the client in this case?
1: So when sending a video over, please make sure that the link is downloadable for the video file to be downloaded from us uh, and not just the player version because we need to download that video and we need to import it into our, into our audio software. Uh, also, please make sure that the video format is a recognized format, H. two six four or avid dnxhd and then just make sure that it's also a commonly used uh, frame rate so 24 25 30 you know no 10 uh, frame 10 fps because it's not going to work also if we're going to be dubbing it what would be great is if we can get a split track so uh, a vo only track uh, which will also match the same length as a video and then an m e track which is the music and effects, and then you can just scrap the VO from that. And then when we come to print the video out, we can uh, remove the original VO, so if it was in English, and we can put the localised VO on top of it. And that's pretty much it, really. Uh, but what would what be ideal is if that comes to us before the session starts, way before, a day before at least, is always nice. Instead of us doing it, you know, 30 seconds before the session starts and then find out there's an issue.
0: Yes, very good point. Can and should a client attend a studio session? And what is a better way to do it, in person or remotely?
1: Obviously, after the last year and a half we've had, everything has been remote. Um, So it shows that it can be done. It is a bit more challenging doing it remotely because... You just don't kind of gel as much as you would when, when everyone's in the studio. Yeah. Especially for a more complex job. It's better that everyone kind of comes into the studio and you can kind of, yeah, you gel more into the session. It runs a bit smoother. And quicker. It is a lot quicker, yeah. And the work is more efficient. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely more efficient. If you're coming to do for something that's like, you know, three lines or a very short project, you live kind of not near the studio what well, then yeah just remote in but if it, for the more challenging projects yes definitely come in
0: with some projects that require many clients to be online let's say a commercial that uh, needs to be voiced in different languages and we have clients that are based in different countries because the commercial has to be localized i guess in that case a remote Attendance would be the best, but obviously it comes with the risks of any dropouts because of internet speed.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All those troubling problems that come with uh, Skype and Zoom and Teams, etc. Yeah. yeah.
0: But you're there to resolve the issues, whatever they may be.
1: Yeah, exactly. The worst ones are when clients go, oh, it, it dropped out there. Is that on the recording? You know, come on. <laughs> you know, it's not on the recording. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> Well,
0: this is why we do this podcast, so clients will know better what to expect on the day when they are attending the recording sessions.
1: Yeah, trust the engineer, I'd say.
0: That's the best tip. Trust the engineer. engineer. (laughs) And you're in very safe hands with the boys at Alchemy Post Studios. Thank you. Based on your experience, would you recommend having a voice um, and a language director attending the session as a necessity for the session to run smoothly and efficiently?
1: So if we're doing stuff in a language that I don't speak, I only speak English. So then, yes, I would recommend that because it means that we have more time in the session to not have to listen back.
0: Yeah. You're saving time.
1: You know, if, if, you've, if we've only got an hour booked and it's taken us 50 minutes to record, it means, you know, you're also not going to have time to listen back to it. So there could be errors um, that the voice didn't pick up on. If you have someone listening, they can pick up as we're recording, stop it straight away, pick up and go. Uh, so yeah, 100%. Sometimes, you know, when, when things are being translated, they don't quite trans- translate. And it's nice to have two people to be able to yeah. kind of discuss that and say, oh, okay, Maybe we'll do that instead of just leaving it in, you know, up to the person recording.
0: Yeah. Because they may not necessarily be linguists.
1: Exactly. And
0: experienced with translation. Yeah. This is a sure way to avoid the need of re records afterwards. So it in the long run it will save money to the client.
1: Exactly that. Yeah. It makes sense to have them. It costs more, obviously. <laughs> so it definitely means that You come out with a finished and polished product.
0: Is there anything that a voice and a client should do to make your work in the studio much easier and quicker?
1: Yes. I already mentioned this before, but having the assets sent to the studio a day before the session.
0: Not at the very last moment. Yeah, Keeping everyone on their toes.
1: Exactly. And the main one is scripts that are in an organized layout. If we're doing a recording that has thousands of files, and the file names aren't there or, or they're, they're mismatching and, or, or they're in an Excel document and the way that they lay, they're they laid out is it's spread out in a, in, a, in, a, in a way that the voice can't read it, the engineer can't make sense of it. Yeah. You then have to spend admin time essentially going through the script and making it work. What the engineer and, and the voice needs is to be able to sit, open it up and it just work and I see it perfectly well in a nice kind of layout. And this also works for sometimes for, like, stories. Sometimes there'll be one line per page, you know, with a picture. And we've got 30 or 40 pages. That's really not ready for the studio. You can't have someone having to go onto a new page for each, you know, for one line. It doesn't make sense. So we don't need your storyboard. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe as a reference, but what we need is actually a script that's ready to be recorded.
0: Yeah, fantastic advice. So when should the client expect having the files delivered? And what's the best practice of delivering the files?
1: Usually the same day we will get the files over. Um, but it uh, depends on the size of the project. So it might be later on. But so, for instance, if we're doing a dubbing project and it's for one video and there are multiple different uh, voices on that video, then obviously we can't send you over until everyone's done their part. Uh, we'll then send that over afterwards. So that that could sometimes be a week, you know, if it's got loads of different uh, d- different characters on, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, and also if it's like thousands and thousands of files for a game, Um, It might be that it doesn't come that day. It comes maybe two days later, as we're usually working in batches. Uh, Whilst we have someone recording it, we'll have someone editing it um, the next day. That can sometimes happen as well. But for the most part, for small stuff, it's usually the same day.
0: And is there any preferable way of delivering the files to the client, whether it is via WeTransfer, via Dropbox, or their internal system where you have a link to it and you just drop the files there?
1: Our preferred way is we just send you a Dropbox link. Occasionally we send you a WeTransfer link, um, depending on your requirement. FTPs for clients can sometimes be a bit tricky. They're FTPs because sometimes their, their, their bandwidth is slow or we have trouble connecting to them, I usually try to not use FTPs. But obviously, if the client wants it to be put on their FTP, we'll we'll send it to that.
0: When it comes to studio etiquette, I'm sure that there are things that um, would make the work of the sound engineer much easier. Like, bring a cup of coffee. (laughs) Always bring your good mood. (laughs) Be
1: respectful. Bring bring me a can of Diet Coke and then... uh, (laughs) I'm happy. I'm good to go. I love that. <laughs> uh, you know this already. <laughs> I know this
0: already. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this podcast episode with Mikos Nanazi, Head of Sound at Alchemy Post Studios. With three state-of-the-art studios and post-production facilities in central London, they are the one-stop shop for all your audio project needs you'll find them refreshingly different. There are no charges for setup time, backups or file transfers. You can book an hour, a half or full day or a whole week at a rate that's tailored to your project and budget. With their impressive range of kit available to use, you will be supported throughout by their expert sound engineers. If you want to learn more about Alchemy Post Studios and find out how they can help with your voiceover project needs, check out the link in the description of this episode. And lastly, but not least, if you have enjoyed the show, don't forget to rate it and leave a review as this really helps our podcast grow.